It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 116, for the week of September 10th, 2015, we're going up, up, and away. We're going to look in those skies for some gargoyles, web sling, and maybe even wait for Santa. Yes, I said Santa, as we have the one and only Ed Asner stopping in here at the show this week. That's right, Ed Asner, who is no stranger to movies, television, and his legacy lives on. As you know him from Elf, Up, Gargoyles. Spider-Man cartoons, Star Wars video games, the radio series, Mary Tyler Moore Show, Lou Grant, Roots, and so much more. And Ed is going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. His legacy, television roles, his fondest memories, and what we can expect maybe in the future for a possible sequel. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you have questions and he has answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We have Caitlin coming at you with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW in two. We have Paige going deep into this week's magical music review, and Jason is going down into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD to add to your collection. And let's not forget taking that walk back into history with This Week in Disney History with Nathan and the latest from Disney Multimedia with Randy. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire from the Disney Channel, shows, archives, movies, digital, and so much more within the Walt Disney Company. So all of you D had so much fun on the horizon before I officially kick off this week's show. I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% of your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points for Vacation Club members and spend it on what else? All those souvenirs. Definitely check them out at DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So, all VD heads, with that said, it's time to look up in the sky, check out those gargoyles, and pave the way for Santa as we officially kick off show number 116 for the week of September 10th, 2015. I'll be right back, all VD heads. Let's take it away. 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect. Frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now here in Manhattan, the spell is broken and we live again. Defenders of the night. We are gargoyles. Good afternoon. Are you in need of any assistance today, sir? No. 
I could help you cross the street. No. I could help you cross your yard. No. I could help you cross your. No. Ow. All his life, Carl Fredrickson dreamed of adventure. Today, his adventure is finally taking off. Say hi there. Oh, yes. I have just met you, and I love you. Can we keep him, please, please, please? No. But it's a talking dog. Whoa, what is that? Get him. They're coming. Russell, give me your hand. Does anyone know where they are? Disney Pixar's Up. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. With my Wilderness Explorer GPS, we'll never be lost. Oops. This could be about anything. And if you're like me, you'll wait and see. For I've got curiosity. Curiosity, people say. Killed a kitty cat one fine day. Well, this may be true, but hear me. Here is what to do for curiosity. Get the encyclopedia. E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A. Encyclopedia. If you want to know the answers, here is the way. Just look inside this book and you will see. Everything from A clear down through Z. In the Encyclopedia. E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A. Hello, I'm Ed Asner and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. 
All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoy the official kickoff for show number 116 for the week of September 10th, 2015, and we have all kinds of fun. As I said, as we're looking up in the sky, reaching out for gargoyles and being good for Santa, as we have the one and only legendary Mary Tyler Moore alum, Ed Asner stopping in here at the show. That's right, Ed is going to be stopping in very shortly. We also have the D team of Aaron, Caitlin, Paige, Jason, Nathan, and Randy all stopping in here throughout the show, all show long. We have tons of news hot off the D-Wire. So before I jump into news hot off the D-Wire and officially kick off this show, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blog, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. And you can also connect up with all the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, B-L-U, or even Disney On Demand, all of which will help you find us and stay connected. And you can find all of these right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe in Stitcher Radio and iTunes and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, right there to listen to just by subscribing and iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, let's officially jump into news hot off the D-Wire. And how about Marvel Music is set to release Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. soundtrack. Yes, Marvel Music is releasing the soundtrack from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., physical on CD, October 9th, 2015. Now, the digital album is available right now. Now, Emmy Award winner Bear McCreary, who has also done Outlander and The Walking Dead, composed the music for the series. As he has stated, I've always adored superheroes and their musical fanfares, said McCreary. Collaborating with Marvel, Joss Whedon, and creative teams, I am truly together we made this dream come true. Now together we craft a score each week that I hope measures up to the insanely high standards of Marvel that fans around the world expect. Now the first season of Marvel's Agents of Shields was the most ambitious series on television that has ever been involved with this kind of music. Now the sheer scope of the project was daunting as he said to score 22 episodes in 22 unique orchestral sessions with orchestras ranging from 55 to 95 players. Now he said this is just a crazy, it's a feat, it's something that is completely different. He says, I hope everyone enjoys the scores as much as I do. Now the Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s tracklist is the S.H.I.E.L.D. Overture, Showdown at Union Station, 084 Rocket Launch, Aftermath of the Uprising, Cal, Cello Concerto, Willing to Sacrifice, Alien DNA, and so many others. Now moving right along here, let's stay on the music front, and how about Walt Disney Records announcing Star Wars The Force Awakens original motion picture soundtrack from the film by composer John Williams. Yes, five-time Academy Award winning composer John Williams has recorded the score for the original motion picture soundtrack Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now the soundtrack is available now for pre-order officially at Amazon and many other outlets. Now, Lucasfilm and visionary director J.J. Abrams, they joined forces to take you back once again to a galaxy far, far away as Star Wars, come on, it's no secret, is returning to the big screen in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, it is scheduled to be released in theaters on December 18th, 2015. Now, the soundtrack is going to be available on that day as well. So, coming December 18th is going to be the soundtrack to accompany the film. Now, they are really doing a good job of keeping this under wraps, but I will say 
that I do have my copy already pre-ordered. Now, if you want to get more information about this, since there isn't much, no track list, nothing else, you can definitely check it out at facebook.com slash disneymusic or theforceawakens.com or also twitter.com slash disneymusic. Now, moving right along here, how about we get into more digital formats? And how about Disney Movies Anywhere significantly increasing digital footprints with additional new partners and apps? Yes, just in time for the digital release of one of the biggest movies of the year, Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron, Disney is announcing a significant partner and device additions to its cloud-based digital movie service, Disney Movies Anywhere. Now, it's continuing to expand upon and promise more ways to watch your favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars movies on the go or at home. Now, starting this week in the U.S., Amazon Video and Microsoft Movies and TV customers, they can all connect to Disney Movies anywhere and access their digital collections across the DMA ecosystem, including the new Disney Movies Anywhere app for Microsoft Xbox 360 and for Amazon's Fire tablets. Now, there's a variety of different ones. In addition to the Disney Movies Anywhere app, customers can access and watch titles in their Disney digital collection directly through the Amazon Video app for TVs, connected to devices and mobile devices, or online at Amazon.com slash Amazon Video. Now, they also have a variety of different ways to stay connected as well. Now, launching on September 15th with the release of Disney's live action Cinderella, the Disney Movies Anywhere app will become will become available on the Roku platform and Android TV, allowing customers to access their DMA movie collections anywhere. Now, as they've announced, we're thrilled to bring these new partners to Disney Movies Anywhere, expanding its reach into the living room and beyond with unprecedented Disney experiences that is both easy and fun, said Janice, President of Disney and ABC Home Entertainment and Television Distribution. As consumers seek to build their digital libraries and protect their purchases for long term, Disney Movies Anywhere makes it easier to buy once and watch it anywhere. So definitely check it out. It is definitely fun. And in celebration of this launch for a limited time, Disney Movies Anywhere is offering a free digital copy of Disney Pixar's Monsters, Inc. to new and existing members who connect with iTunes, Amazon Video, and Vudu and everybody that connects with it right there. Definitely fun and something you want to add to your collection. I use it and it definitely does work. You know, I've booted it up plenty of times. You're on Wi-Fi, you want to watch something, bam, it's right there. It is definitely, definitely awesome and Disney Movies Anywhere is now going to be on a variety of different platforms. Now, pushing along here, let's get into Halloween. And how about Halloween costumes? And I was already talking about The Force Awakens. Now, how about Force Friday has come and gone and everybody picked up their things. I already talked about how I picked up mine, but HalloweenCostumes.com has now announced Star Wars The Force Awakens costumes. Yes, HalloweenCostumes.com is finally able to announce the worldwide release of a brand new line of costumes to coincide with Disney's Star Wars The Force Awakens, the much-anticipated sequel taking place after Return of the Jedi. Now, as details surrounding The Force Awakens slowly trickle out, the biggest question on fans' minds is, when can I officially buy costumes? HalloweenCostumes.com is happy to offer costumes in a wide array of costumes, helmets, masks, and accessories that are exclusive to The Force Awakens. Now, the focus this Halloween season will be on the new characters in the film franchise, as well as revisions of old favorites. Now, Kylo Ren, the mysterious masked villain, will undoubtedly be a top seller as they pretty much estimate. His costume is available in both deluxe and budget versions for children and deluxe only for adults. Now think Darth Vader but think less machine and more man, with a classic Star Wars bad guy aesthetic to it. Now his strange and hotly debated three-pronged lightsaber is also available for purchase separately from the costume. Now a visual homage to Darth Vader who came before him, 
Ren's metallic helmet is available in a full deluxe and a half helmet style. Now you can find out more about these at HalloweenCostumes.com and as you all know with the not so scary Halloween celebration coming up here at the show, I do love my Halloween. Now new heroes Finn and Rey are also expected to be popular as well with Rey appealing to the large female fan base who have been clamoring for another strong feminine character like Princess Leia since the original trilogy. Now Rey's weapon of choice is a large powerful staff and Finn's is a modified two-handed blaster. Now there's going to be a variety of different things with this and what is Star Wars without a stormtrooper? Yes, the elite soldiers of the Galactic Empire will return refashioned and rebranded as the First Order Stormtrooper and Flame Trooper costumes are getting released. Now small tweaks to the design and helmet and armor for these give them a modern update while still retaining their recognizable looks. Now products are available in both adult and child deluxe costumes for all of these. There's the Flame Trooper gloves as well as the blasters and full deluxe and half helmets can be purchased separately. Now this is fantastic. I mean, how many of you are gonna dress up? I know my boys and my daughters are probably gonna dress up like Star Wars. It's just, it's the way it's gonna be. But now if you're a Halloween fan, you can check it out, pre-order or order them, get them before they're out because Halloween's gonna be here before you know it at HalloweenCostumes.com, the official Star Wars Force Awakens costumes. Now, moving right along here in news, let's get into something that is uh, from somebody who is definitely connected to Disney. And how about the animated short, Area for a Cow, based on an unreleased song by the Oscar-winning team of Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, announces Los Angeles premiere at the LA Shorts Fest. Yes, when a callow young farmer shows himself to be completely uninterested in the sensitive art of milking cows, a bovine diva named Aria and her singing-dancing backup bulls belt out a tune demanding respect for more than just dairy products. Now, Aria and her friends take us through a fast-paced musical journey, which ends with our young farmer learning to treat life with love and respect. What if you found a buried treasure in the form of a never-before-heard song by the veteran duo of Howard Ashman and Alan Menken? What if you had the vision to create a world-class animated short to bring this song about a beautiful cow to life no matter the budget or the crew? That's exactly where veteran Disney animator Dan Lund found himself in 2012. His passion to see the short realized brought him together with producers and artists at the top of the animation industry, as well as students still studying their crafts in schools from around the world. So was born the global production barn of Gotta Barn Productions, which produced the finished film in record time. Now, Sarah Gillespie, the late Howard Ashman's sister, offered the song to Lund so he could bring the long-forgotten tune center stage. Now, London producer Connie Thompson, who also is part of Frank and Weenie and Despicable Me 2, launched Gotta Barn Productions, designed to bring together students and artists from across the globe to get their shot at feeling the thrill of putting on a show. Now, as they have officially put it, I believe Howard would be thrilled to be contributing to the development of talented young people, said Sarah Gillespie. He loved animation, and he specifically loved seeing his words come to life through animation. Seeing Aria spring to life in hands of such an enthusiastic young talents is an absolute gem. Now, Aria for a Cow is making her Los Angeles premiere at the LA Shorts Fest beginning September 6th at 1 p.m., and it's going to be running all throughout the entire month. It is definitely going to be fun, and it's going to be making its rounds in a variety of different festivals all over Bristol, England, and many other places. If you want to find out more about this, visit LAShortsFest.com, and now you can still get a little bit more from Howard Ashman and Alan Menken.
Now, pushing along here, let's get to the small screen and all of you younger D-heads out there in Disney Channel. And how about a little blurb? You guys have missed your Jesse. Yes, and Jesse is back on the Disney Channel tonight, and tensions are high. Yes, as they've said, all the kids are back from their bunk series and having that camp time away, and they're back at the swankest apartments in New York City. And Jesse is back this weekend, and things might be a bit out of control. Luke, who's played by Cameron Boyce, is all of a sudden the brains of the Ross kids, and Zuri, Sky Jackson, has developed quite a sense of fashion. Does this mean that Ravi, who's played by Karen Barr, and also Emma by Peyton List, have had their identities commandeered by their siblings? Brand New Jesse is debuting tonight on the Disney Channel, and it's only the beginning. There's all new episodes coming your way in this final season of Jesse. Now, moving from the small screen, let's get back into the parks, and how about Hong Kong Disneyland? turning 10 years old. Yes, Hong Kong Disneyland theme parks turns 10 on Saturday, September 12th. However, it seems it might be losing some of its sparkle as the Magic Kingdom faces slowing tourist numbers and more competition from around the region. Now, the park, which the government has a majority stake in, opened to much fanfare in 2005. After a shaky start, the park finally broke even seven years into its operation, thanks in part to loyal local Disney fans who have bought multiple entry passes. Now, Disney does not provide non-stop attractions. For example, during the upcoming Halloween, I think it will be lots of fun to have and visit twice the haunted Halloweens and more, said one fan. However, almost one in every two visitors to Disneyland is from the mainland China. One Chinese visitor commented, It is my first time to Hong Kong, and my friend told me Disneyland is a lot of fun, so that is why I'm here with my friends. But mainland visitor arrivals to the territory have fallen from a peak last year, when some wondering whether there will there be a fairy tale ending to the park's hard-earned fortunes. Meanwhile, Shanghai Disneyland is set to open next year, and it will be three times the size of Hong Kong Disneyland. Now, other Chinese cities are planning similar, similar attractions. There's going to be a variety of them, opening up theme parks in the area. But instead of being on a downspout, let's just say happy birthday to Hong Kong Disneyland, who's turning 10 on September 12th. Now on a somber note, let's move to Walt Disney World in Florida and how about the Hollywood Studios and Disney officially announcing the end of the Osborne family spectacle of Dancing Lights. Now Disney announced this week that the holiday season will mark the final for the Osborne family spectacle of Dancing Lights. Officials say the display of lights has enjoyed a successful run at Disney's Hollywood Studios and it's going all the way back to when it first appeared on Residential Street. In order to prepare for some of the incredible experiences coming to the park, including the recently announced Toy Story Land and a Star Wars themed land will not be able to present the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights in the future. Now Thomas Smith, social media director for Disney Parks, said our heartfelt thanks goes out to the family of Jennings Osborne for letting us share their family tradition year after year. And thank you to all for being part of this spectacle with us. Here's to making more memories with us in the 20th and final year. I know I'll be missing it. It's fantastic. And hopefully you'll make it there before they go down this year for the 20th and final year. What were your favorite memories of the, of the family lights? Do you have any? Drop us a line. Let us know. And, you know, I know I'm going to miss it. Now, going back into the lands and how about Hollywood Studios, since they did talk about making way for that, how about Disney set to break ground on Star Wars Land in 2016? Now, the Walt Disney Company plans to break ground on its new Star Wars-themed land at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim next year, the Burbank-based company said. Disney's Chief Operating Officer Tom Staggs made the announcement at an investors' conference in Beverly Hills, though he did not say when the attraction would open. 
The new 14-acre attraction announced last month at the company's D23 Expo marks the largest individual land expansion in Disneyland in its 60-year history. Now, located on the site now occupied by Big Thunder Ranch and adjacent are backstage, these are going to have two major rides. One seeing the Millennium Falcon where you can fly it, and also one of them having fun with Star Wars The Force Awakens being its main, main focus. Now, it is set to release sometime in the future. There is no time frame, but it is going to break ground in 2016. Now, going back across seas here, how about two Russians fined for sharing anti-Nazi Disney clip? That's right, two Russian men who recently posted a wartime Donald Duck cartoon which lampoons the Nazi regime to a Russian website have been convicted of illegal dissemination and extremist materials and fined 3,000 rubles, which is about $45 in American money. But Russian courts banned the Disney video in 2010, along with various other materials deemed to be of an extremist nature. Now, a 2014 law signed by President Vladimir Putin prohibits distribution of materials including Nazi propaganda or symbols. However, while the 1943 video in question does not indeed contain any Nazi symbols, it is actually a very clear rejection of the Nazi ideology. Now, the eight-minute film, Defer's Face, portrays the Nazis as a grotesque clowns marching to the tune of Adolf Hitler. We all know this one. And poor Donald living in Naziland is forced to work endless hours producing military shells to satisfy his bloodthirsty masters. Now they have said that it was a joke that it was posted, but uh, this is definitely taking things into the extreme. So all of you D-heads, I know I'm talking long. We got a lot more news here. Some of it I'm going to pass over, like legendary Disney animator Glenn Keane is talking about drawing in virtual reality. And also, Disney Infinity 3.0 is hitting Apple TV later this year with its own starter pack and controller. And how about the new Frozen-inspired stage musical heading to Disney California Adventure in 2016? Yes, Disney Parks have announced that the all-new Frozen-inspired theatrical stage musical is heading to Disney California Adventure in 2016, and the show will be performed at the Hyperion Theater. According to the report, the production will immerse you in the world of Frozen as never before, and with elaborate costume sets and stunning special effects. Now, we all know what's going to happen here, as Disney's Aladdin is going to be saying goodbye. But new Frozen-inspired stage show is, is going to be replacing Aladdin at Disney's California Adventure Park in 2016. Now also, how about Disney researchers creating LED lights that communicate? Yes, typically if you want devices to communicate with each other, you use Bluetooth or Wi-Fi networks to do it. The problem is Wi-Fi networks aren't always available and Bluetooth drains your battery quickly. Now those facts led researchers at Disney to look for new ways to allow objects with LED lights to embed communication with each other. Yes, this is fantastic new cutting edge. This investigation led to the development of LED light that can communicate with each other. As you might imagine, the Disney researchers aim their creation at toys for the most part. Now the LEDs are able to detect light, like photodiode, as effectively as they are able to produce light. Now Disney calls its system viable light communication and examples of the first products made using this technology including a toy car that can turn on its own lights and come to life when placed near a lamp. Now another example is a little girl's dress-up outfit that can activate flashing LED lights when a wand with its own light is placed or nearby. Now however the technology has other potential as well and I'm sure we're going to see that throughout the parks. You're going to be able to receive signals from overhead LED lights operating wavelengths that are invisible to the human eye. This is how they make this possible. I can only imagine what this is going to do for the Disney parks, revitalize things, and so much more. Now, like I said, there's other news on the horizon. Like I said, legendary Disney animator Glenn Keane talking about uh, drawing in virtual reality, as well as Disney Infinity 3.0 hitting Apple TV later this year, and so much more. 
But we have Ed Asner in the horizon. Yes, Elf, Up, Gargoyles, and so much more, including the Mary Tyler Moore Show. And this legend from television film is going to be stopping in here very shortly. We have the D-Team stopping in as you have questions and he has answers. And Aaron is going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We have the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 with our very own Caitlin. And let's take that walk in this week in Disney history with Nathan and so much more. So all VD heads, before I officially let you go and release the reins to the D-Team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% and book that Walt Disney World vacation of your dreams just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. And definitely check them out at DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team. We have all kinds of fun, many things on the horizon, and so much more as we're going to go up up and away with the one and only Ed Asner stopping in here very shortly. I am excited for this one. You know, as Buddy the Elf would say, I know him. It's so awesome, team. I'll be right back. Take it away, D-Team. Your eyes take a look at me If the picture fits in your memory I've been dreaming by the rhythm like the beat of a heart And I won't stop until I start to stand out Stand out
troopers and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. I'm the new track coach at Godolphin College. Coach, I'm glad to know you. That's Ian, coach. That's Blackbeard's in. I'm going to put you in his room. I'm sure he won't mind. He? Captain Blackbeard. No one can see you except me. I'm a kind of a ghost, you know. I want nothing to do with you. Hey, what do you think you're doing? I've a mind to have a hand at the L. Your driver's license, please. You want your lads to win, don't you? I can teach you how to do it. Forget it! Are we looking for somebody? Blackbeard's ghost. You certainly do have a problem. I've got a problem, I've got a problem. Does it strike you as odd that sooner or later all our track coaches seem to crack up? <laughs> This is Mark Silverman, the voice of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron. Summer's starting to wind down, and fall is right around the corner. This is one of my favorite times of the year, and it signals the start of football season. I'm a University of Arkansas Razorback, so go Hogs! Virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Gina of Texas, and she writes, Aaron and Diz Radio D-Team, I just recently found your show and love it. I have a question about Disney's Blackbeard's Ghost. Since Dean Jones has passed, what was the film about? Was it scary? As a younger D-head, the older movies are all new to me, and you're like the only podcast that really uncovers all generations. Also, can I get it digitally? Well, we're glad you love the show, and welcome. It was so sad to hear the, the passing of Dean Jones. He was in so many great Disney movies, He left us with some great memories. Well, Blackbeard's Ghost is a 1968 live-action fantasy comedy film starring Peter Ustinov, Dean Jones, and Suzanne Pochette. Directed by Robert Stevenson, it was based upon the novel of the same name by Ben Stahl. After accidentally reciting some magic words, track coach Steve Walker, played by the great Dean Jones, summons the ghost of the dreaded pirate Blackbeard, played by Peter Ustinov. The spirit explains to Steve that he was cursed by his wife to roam the earth until he performs one good deed. Since Steve is the only one who can hear or see Blackbeard, he has no choice but to aid him in his task. Together they help Professor Backer, played by Suzanne Pochette, stop a gang of crooks from taking over an inn for the elderly. And yes, this movie is available for digital download on Amazon and several other sites. Well, our next question is from Tommy D. of Madison, Wisconsin, and he writes, In Epcot, I used to love Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. When did it close officially? Can you find the show in a clean, good quality version anywhere? What is the boy actor doing now? Honey, I Shrunk the Audience opened at Epcot on November 21st, 1994 and closed May 9th, 2010. Ironically, it replaced and was replaced by Captain EO. 
Robert Oliveri played Nick Zielinski. He was nominated for a Young Artist Award and a Saturn Award. He reprised his role in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. He also portrayed Kevin Winona Ryder's little brother in Tim Burton, Edward Scissorhands. Oliveri quit acting after Honey, I Shrunk the Audience and graduated from School of the Holy Child in Old Westbury, New York in 1996. He became a freshman that year at Oglethorpe University in Atlanta, Georgia. Oliveri currently lives in Florida with his wife and family. And as far as reliving this fun show, there are several good videos on YouTube. Well, our final question this week is from Aiden McMahon of Georgia, and he writes, I want to know an Aaron, wonderful segment on the show. I had a question about the old read-along records. Was there ever a black hole version, and do they still make new ones now in CD or digital form for things like Princess and the Frog, Monsters, Inc., and Up as an example? Thank you so much. Well, I too love the Disney read-alongs, and I wish I'd kept my old ones from when I was a kid. Disney read-alongs are a series of illustrated books for children, with accompanying recordings of the book being read. The first read-along book and record sets were released in 1965 by Disneyland Records. Several hundred titles have been produced. The Black Hole was released in 1979, record number 381. And yes, they're still making new ones that are released on CD and DVD. Some of the newer ones include Wreck-It Ralph in 2012, Frozen in 2013, and Inside Out in 2015. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads... Laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next time. This is the story of the black hole. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now. The explorer ship USS Palomino was speeding home toward Earth. Her weary crew had spent many months in space, searching for planets where humans could live. Although their mission was over, their greatest adventure was about to begin. As the crew went about its duties, the image of a gigantic black whirlpool began to form on the scanner screen. Dr. Kate McRae watched in amazement. What incredible power. It's swallowing comets, planets, even stars. A black hole, exclaimed Vincent, the ship's robot. The deadliest force in the universe. Nothing can escape it.
caballeros, Ricky caballeros, they say we are birds of a feather. We'll hop the amigos, no matter where he goes, the one, two, and three goes, we're always together. I caramba. Oh yes, I don't know. With three caballeros, three caballeros, they say we are birds of a feather. We'll hop the amigos, no matter where he goes, the one, two, and three goes. We're always together. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. There are many things to love about the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, and soon there's about to be one more. The new Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular show will be premiering at the party coming soon, and will follow the Sanderson sisters as they create a Hocus Pocus Party Potion to cast a spell on all of the Magic Kingdom. The other villains in attendance will be Dr. Facilier, Oogie Boogie, Maleficent, and more. We can't wait to see what's sure to be a very exciting show. In merchandise news, there are a few new attraction-themed t-shirts available in the Disney Parks online store. From the 17th through the 23rd, be sure to grab the Disneyland Railroad tee. And from the 23rd through the 29th, check out the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad tee. They're both available in adult and youth sizes. The Epcot Food and Wine Festival is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. And in honor of that milestone, they'll be releasing a brand new Food and Wine Festival cookbook. Not only will this book feature new recipes, but it will also include 50 pages of history, memories, and pictures from the past 20 years of festivals. The recipes date back to 96 and will span all the way up to this past festival, and the book will definitely feature some delicious classics. And finally, a brand new dessert party is available to book through the end of this year. It's called Fairy Tale Wishes, a fireworks dessert cruise. The party will fittingly take place on a ferry boat that will cruise the Seven Seas Lagoon. The cruise will be offered on select nights every week and will feature a delicious array of desserts, alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages and cocktails, and of course a souvenir glow-in-the-dark cup. Book online at DisneyWorld.com slash dine. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. Hurry up, sweetie. Come celebrate Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at the Magic Kingdom Park 
Come on, you'll miss all the fun. Tickets available for select nights September 4th through November 1st, 2009. Write down that Night falls, adventure calls. We are gargoyles, we live, we soar, we fight. We are gargoyles, protectors of the night. When darkness falls, evil cries and stone-cold statues come alive. Goliath, Brooklyn, Lexington, we are gargoyles. Evil Sanatos, deadly trouble, wants to smash us all to rubble, but night brings life. We are gargoyles, we race, we roar, we ride. When gargoyles come alive, evil can survive. We are gargoyles. Each go separately. Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So as always, branching off that, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback to This Week in Diz Radio History, with show number 47 from September of 2013 featuring Aaron Cahill. If you've ever watched a Walt Disney World Resort vacation planning program in your lifetime, or poked around YouTube looking up park videos or audio, I'm sure you have run across Erin at some point. She's also well known for Power Rangers Time Force as Jen the Pink Time Force Ranger. Make sure you head on over to our archives and listen to show number 47 for a good throwback. Now starting out this week in actual Disney radio history, we begin in 1894 with Billy Gilbert, the voice of Sneezy in Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, being born in Louisville, Kentucky. In 1911, master animator, artist, and Disney legend Robert Fred Moore is born in Los Angeles, California. His credits include The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Peter Pan, Dumbo, Fantasia, and Pinocchio. He also became the number one specialist and go-to guy for animating Mickey himself. In 1966, comedian, actor, writer, and film producer Adam Sandler is born in Brooklyn, New York. And in 1972, Tony Award-winning actress and singer Anika Anoni Rose is born in Bloomfield, Connecticut. She supplied the voice of Tiana for Disney's animated 2009 feature, The Princess and the Frog. She also became a Disney legend very quickly, only two years later in 2011. Moving on to 1973, at Disneyland, the General Electric Carousel of Progress closes. It'll be moved to Walt Disney World and replaced in Disneyland by America Sings in June of 1974. In 1981, actor Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the voice of young Simba in Disney's 94 animated feature The Lion King, is born in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. You'll also recognize him from Home Improvement as Tim's son Randy, I'll Be Home for Christmas, and Tom and Huck as Tom Sawyer. In 1984, Morocco, the first New World Showcase pavilion to be added to the original rosters since the park's 82 opening, debuted at Epcot. Located between France and Japan, the Moroccan Pavilion recreated the architecture and atmosphere of Casablanca, Fez, and Marrakesh. In 1985, Steve Jobs announced he is leaving Apple, a computer company he co-founded with Steve Wozniak in favor of starting a new company, Next Computer. Later on down the road, the graphics group of Next got remade into the Pixar we all know and love. In 1986, Captain EO, a 3D 70mm sci-fi fantasy, Musical starring Michael Jackson opens at Epcot. In 1988, the Disney Sunday movie aired for the last time on ABC, and the following month, a long-running television series will move to NBC and be called The Magical World of Disney. In 1994, Disney theme parks welcomed their one billionth guest, Mary Smith from Illinois. After walking through the main gate of Walt Disney World, she's awarded a lifetime pass for her and her family and a cross-country flight to Disneyland. In 1998, Labor Day at, Di- at Walt Disney World marks Mr. Toad taking his last wild ride as the popular Fantasyland attraction is scheduled to close after this day. 
1998 also, at Disneyland, the Hercules Victory Parade made its final appearance. In 2001, a 24-karat gold sculpture called Celebration Mickey, 100 Golden Years of Magic, is the main auction item at the 2001 official Disneyana convention. Valued at over $1 million in value and standing two feet tall, it was fashioned to celebrate the 100th birthday of Walt Disney himself. In 2006, Disney Channel Germany aired High School Musical for the first time. And we're ending this week in history, D-Heads, with 2009 marking Waking Sleeping Beauty, a documentary film directed by Disney film producer Don Hahn and produced by Hahn and former Disney exec Peter Schneider, debuting at the Telluride Film Festival in Colorado. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new that you maybe didn't know. Feel free to email me at Nathan at DizRadio.com. And as always, guys, have a great week and see you real soon. Welcome to Classic Night on the Disney Sunday Movie. For weeks now, Mickey has been upset with us because we haven't shown any of his cartoons on the Sunday Movie. Every day he reminds me that not only was he Walt Disney's first star, but he's also the only mouse to ever win an Academy Award. Well, Mickey, I guarantee you we haven't forgotten. Who could forget that memorable evening when all of Hollywood turned out to present you with an Oscar? The sight of you stepping out of that limousine with Minnie at your side and Pluto at your feet is a sight America will never forget. And then to see you on that stage, being congratulated by the biggest stars in Hollywood, has got to be one of the great moments in film history. (laughs) And to think you were barely four years old. The youngest star ever received a coveted Oscar. Mickey, no one has contributed more to the Disney tradition than you have. And to show our appreciation, we're going to present one of your all-time classic cartoons before our main feature, Robin Hood. Just one! It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host... Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother.
All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you've been enjoying this week's show. Lots of fun things on the horizon. We've already had Aaron, Caitlin, and Nathan all stopping in here from the D-team, and thank you for your signature segments, stopping in and making it extra magical here this week. Remember, you can always drop the D-team a line. Just go to the D-team page on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com, and you can connect up with the D-team right there. Drop them a line, get connected. You can also connect up with them on our Facebook page and so many other places. Definitely connect up, and thank you, D-team for stopping in so far. The show is far from over, all of you D-heads. Let me tell you, it is far from over. We have a lot of fun things on the horizon, and we have more coming from the D-team as we have Randy, Paige, and Jason all stopping in with their signature segments. And let's not forget, as we pave the way for the iconic, the legendary, one and only Ed Asner stopping in here at the show very soon as well. So I am excited. Now, I've already talked your ears off and given you a ton of news hot off the D-wire. So I want to take a moment here this week instead of going on and on with some more news. So what I want to do is just take a moment and give you a little bit of a rundown of what's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks here at Diz Radio. Now, remember, we are about to kick off our annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. That is right, our annual event that all of you come to know and love. You guys love it. It's that time of the year where for every week in October, we have spooky guests connected to the scary Halloween movies from Disney, as well as creepy music, all kinds of fun, and spooks, frights, and all kinds of trick-or-treat goodies. And that's going to be coming up, kicking off that first week in October. So get ready as we have a lot of fun things on the horizon with our annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. In addition, you may have noticed DisneyPodcastAwards.com. That's right. This is the newest thing for all the Disney podcasters out there where we're going to be giving away some fantastic awards, trophies, and more for the podcast community. And you can definitely check that out at DisneyPodcastAwards.com, which is going to be going live as well. Now, in addition to all of you D-heads, we are looking for D-team members. Now, I've put this call out many times over the weeks, and we continue to get people who inquiry about it and much more. And we're looking for people to write for the website. Maybe you're a writer. You want to find a way to just write about your favorite Disney music or movies or editorials or news. You name it. We're looking for you. We want you to be a writer for our website. If you have an on-air personality, there's something lacking from the show that you think our show could use. Whether that's a new segment, something fun, something original, definitely drop us a line as well. You don't have to be a professional radio announcer or broadcaster. Just somebody with a love of Disney. We want you to stop in and maybe bring that all-new segment here to the show on air. We're also looking for D-Team to handle many other areas as well, from our newsletters and our outlets, as well as attending a variety of conventions that we vend at as part of Diz Radio. So there's a lot of fun ways to get connected here at the show. Now, in addition, we're going to be selecting some winners from our iTunes page. Very soon, we're going to be launching an all-new awards program where if you leave us positive feedback and reviews, in iTunes, we're going to be selecting those reviewers and giving them special prizes from us here at Diz Radio. Now, in addition to that, if you want to add something special, something extra magical, many of you listeners have asked as well. You guys have asked, do we have any merchandise? Do we have any t-shirts? Do we have anything? Well, I wanted to go ahead and create something unique and fun for all of you D-heads out there, and we are going to do that. Coming just in time for Christmas, sometime towards the end of October, we're going to have our very own hot sauce. That's right, we're going to have our Enchanted Flaming Tiki Hot Sauce that is coming exclusive from Diz Radio with brand new original recipes and bottle that is coming as well. Now, we're also going to have a brand new Diz Radio 2.0 app for your mobile devices. In addition to that, we're also going to have some special button-down t-shirts, 
some regular ringer t-shirts, and also coverings for your magic bands. Yes, you heard me right. We're going to have magic bands. Now, in addition to all of this, we're going to also have where you can officially tell everybody that you're a D-head. Yes, you heard me right. Everybody loves how we came up with that phrase. We coined it. You're a D-head. That's right. You are a D-head, a Disney lover, and somebody who just loves Disney. Well, you're going to be able to join the official D-head fan club. Costs you nothing at all, and we're going to mail out official I'm a D-head buttons exclusively to you. All we want you to do is fire it over on Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook pages, showing all the different places that your D-head pin makes it to. So these are all the things that are in the horizon. Now, if you want to get involved here at the team, always drop us an email at dizradio at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our official website at dizradio.com as well. Now, we want you to jump on board, be part of this, become part of our family here at the show. You are the reason we do this show. You are the one that we want to give back to. And trust me, you're going to love the I'm a D-head pins that are coming very soon. And we just want you to take a picture of you in various places at the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Disneyland, you name it. We want to show all the different ways that you're a D-head here at Disney On Demand. So all of you D-heads, with that, I'm going to round it out here. We have tons of news on the horizon. We have more coming from the D-team as we have Jason stopping in with another Blu-ray and DVD from the vault. We have Paige with a magical music review and Randy with the latest from Disney Multimedia. In addition, I'm going to be speaking with the one and only, the legendary Ed Asner here at the show very, very shortly as well. So sit back, relax, enjoy. We're going to have all kinds of fun. And remember, you can always stand out, have some fun, make it unique with our lifetime of Disney here at the show. We want you to encompass that lifetime of Disney beyond just the parks, into your television, your movies, and more. And the one and only Ed Asner is going to be stopping in very shortly. Be right back, LVD heads, and sorry if I rambled a little all over the place just now. Take it away, team, and next time you hear me, I'll be back with Ed Asner.
Siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC 82. Hey, gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the dark and dank place we call the vault. Well, today we're going to make it a little more scary. Yeah, I know. I feel like bringing out Halloween already. I mean, heck, we already have pumpkin spice lattes and anything fruity and spicy that you can imagine for the holidays. So why not bring something spooky back into your Blu-ray player for today's special guest upstairs on Disney On Demand? Ed Asner, the legend himself. So many places I could have gone today, but one, I'm taking a bit of a turn. Yes, we are going to go into the foray of animated because, well... That's where Ed's been mostly when we think of him in our Disney sense. Not in other action senses, but in Disney sense, yes. I could have gone with the obvious with Up, but really, did you want to cry today? There's no crying on the D-team. Okay, well, yes, when you're watching Up, there definitely needs to be a, a tear or two. But I decided to go back to 1994, a very interesting year for many of us. My freshman year in college, all oh, those days. Oh, see, I'm already bringing a tear to my eye. But let's think about what happened in October of 1994 when the Disney Afternoon decided to continue running their fantastic foray of shows from Goof Troop to Aladdin to a new, highly anticipated, action-packed animated series that lasts generations today and features Ed Asner as a wise, wise man or shall I say, Gargoyle. That's right, I'm bringing up the new four-disc set of all three seasons of Disney's highly cult classic nowadays, Gargoyles. As I said earlier, the Disney afternoon was jam-packed with a lot of the great features we enjoyed. Goof Troop, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, DuckTales, Chippendale. But something seemed to be missing. They all were comedic in value. Yes, they all had wonderful stories and storylines, and DuckTales even attempted to do what Gargoyles did best, and that was run a consecutive storyline from beginning to end of the entire series, as opposed to having just standalone episodes. So in the fall of 1994, we were greeted with a five-part series running one every day, introducing us to these five Goliath Gargoyles, that were out to protect Manhattan. Ironically, Goliath, being their leader, finds himself awakened in modern-day Manhattan, whisked away from 10th century Scotland, where they had been the protectors of their homeland's castle. The newly awakened gargoyles, Goliath, the leader, Hudson, the scarred and ever-wise and eldest gargoyle, the Edaholic Broadway, the thrill-seeking Brooklyn, and Lexington, the one more for the comedic value. And lastly, their watchdog, Bronx. Kind of notice the theme there, New York City, boroughs. 
Great way to twist it all together. How did these ancient creatures get transported to modern-day New York? It seems that multi-billionaire David Zanatos has an idea that these cursed gargoyles are more than meets the eye. Well, okay, maybe they're not cars or trucks, but in real life, if you think about it, by day they're stone, by night they're protectors of the night. The first season sets this up very well, showing that Xanatos and Goliath need one another. However, we all know that Xanatos is also hiding something deep inside of him and deep within his wallet. But there's one thing you cannot take out of the ancient Scottish gargoyle, and that is the idea of protection. And that's what they deem to do. They will protect modern-day Manhattan from whatever society throws at them. Thankfully, to the gargoyles' aid, they have their detective, Eliza Maza. And not only will they thwart crime, they will also thwart Xanatos at one point or another. This program was filled with action, adventure, great animation, hand-drawn, of course, and the idea that a storyline can continue from beginning to end of a season as opposed to 22 minutes of beginning, middle, end result. DuckTales tried to do this early on, and I think that's what grabbed me on that show, not for the fact that it was a laugh riot and, quite frankly, a lot of fun and adventure. They took the first five episodes and made it one continuous story. I loved that idea, and they kept with the idea that Scrooge McDuck and the triplets were going to go on adventures with Launchpad anytime you could get onto that. No problem. Tailspin did something very similar as well. Chippendale, same thing. But what ended up happening is that you ended up getting a villain of the week, a 22-minute episode that just took you through their adventures. Granted, we all love and enjoy that. But the idea that, that Gargoyles took us on this journey, this grand scope for three seasons which eventually got, ironically, placed into a comic book made by Marvel Comics. Yes, they are downstairs in my boxes, being, well, archived, so to speak. But I loved every one of them. It continued the story. And I think that's what made Gargoyle so appealing. These were characters you fell in love with, but knew they had a sense of duty, pride, and meaning. And you knew every time you turned it on, something was going to be revealed. Be it a certain girlfriend from someone's past, a new spell being cast, or the idea that humans and gargoyles may or may not need to exist in modern day. That was for you to decide. So if you think back, almost 21 years later, originally airing on October 24, 1994, how ironic being very close to Halloween, what some may consider a not-so-kid-friendly show turned out to be a very kid-friendly show and sparked the idea that adventure could be a part of the Disney canon once again when it came to animated television. What's great is that that idea kept going forward. If it weren't for that, look at the cartoons of today. A lot of them are all following that model of being able to have one underlying story throughout Maybe a few hidden gems of a single one-off story, but always culminating from beginning to end. And I believe it was thanks to this out-of-the-box thinking story that made it all possible. Now, 
getting to the DVD or Blu-ray, dependent on what you're getting. Yes, there is a complete Blu-ray set if you're able to find it. Four discs, all 78 episodes, in 720p. Very few features, but still, if you are a Gargoyles fan or want to become one, a top-notch way to get it. It is a little pricey, I will warn you that. But if you remember sitting in front of your television watching it weekly, then you will want to pick this up. There are three separate seasons available on DVD. Has a little more features for you, some audio commentary, some interactive menus, things of that nature. But again, you're getting each season in its integrity. Now, for those who are on a little bit of a tight on your wallet, maybe not a little like David Xanatos who can just afford anything, there are digital means to stream this as well, and I'm thankful for that. Because sometimes you just want to sit down and watch an episode. Whichever means you want to do it, you may not get, again, those extra features that may entice you to learn a little bit more about the voice actors who are in there, who eventually become some great actors in their own right. Jonathan Franks, Ed Asner, shall we go on? But look at it as a stepping stone to introducing yourself to serialized cartoons. So, start your own tradition. Watch Gargoyles. You're going to love it. Ed Asner will tell you to watch it. I'm sure he will. So I'm going to put this one high on the shelf so that it watches down amongst all of us here down in the vault. So until next time, gang, when we pull out yet another fine feature from the Disney canon to bring to you into your Blu-ray player, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a flap in the night and always deep inside you. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Tracks? <gasps> Snipe! Here, Snipe. Come on out, Snipe. Snipe! explore, so I'm a friend to all of nature. Want some more? <gasps> Hi, boy. Don't need it all. Come on out. Come on. Come on. Don't be afraid, little snipe. Nice snipe. Good little snipe. Nice.
Time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many of those are ones from the small screen, the large screen, and people that are legendary in this industry. And the person here with us this week is somebody that you know from a variety of different things. He's a former president of the Screen Actors Guild. He's also a winner of seven acting Emmy Awards, as well as from Elf, Lou Grant, Mary Tyler Moore, Up, The Christmas Card, Roots, and so many other things. We have the one and only Ed Asner here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Oh, I'm delighted to be with you. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody with your resume, you are legendary in this industry. I guess before we jump into many of the different things that you've accomplished and many of the voice roles you've done for all of our fans out there, what got you into acting to begin with? Uh, I think it was escape. Uh, I was looking for adventure and acting, at least in my imaginary mind, acting was a safe escape. You couldn't get too damaged. Well, you know, and it proved to be just, you know, very fruitful for you. And, you know, you went on to do so many different roles. Of course, Mary Tyler Moore show, and then that had a spinoff with Lou Grant. I guess when you landed the role on Mary Tyler Moore show, did you ever think that this show was going to be as huge as it turned out to be and passed on to generation after generation? It didn't matter to me. I, I shared with all of my confreres on the show just the feeling that we were so goddamn delighted to be doing such rich characters in such rich scripts that it, you know, at least in my mind, it didn't matter whether they, they canceled us tomorrow. I at least had this moment in time when I was able to do this magical stuff. Well, you know, and in working on that show, too, you know, because it has been passed on to so many different generations, was there ever any one moment on that show that still stands out to you to this day that you'll never forget? Well, it was actually the first show when we didn't know whether we were going to have a future or not. And uh, when we, uh, we, we had a practice trial before an audience on Tuesday before the Friday uh, performance, and uh, there were errors and glitches, and it didn't go that well. And in essence, the producers said, just go out there and play the hell out of it, not worrying or thinking about anything. And I went out there, and uh, when we... Well, we also had a dress rehearsal that afternoon, that Friday afternoon. And... Uh, 
the producers thought it looked just great. And said, just play the hell out of it. So we went out there that night, and that audience was, like, propped up waiting to devour us with joy and love. And when I got to You Got Spunk, I hate spunk. When I delivered that line, it was the hugest response I'd ever heard in my life. And I was so empowered by that response. And the rest of the show became empowered in that same way. Mary played it perfectly. I went along and followed her her lead. And so did everybody else. And every joke worked. And uh, when we uh, finished that night, it was... Uh, one of the most powerful moments we had ever participated in. And that show continued, you know, it was just one of those that's going to go down in television history. And, you know, you were able to portray the, you know, Lou Grant onto a drama series as well that had its own following after that being a drama. What was it like going from comedy to drama right after in the same character? Well, when, when you realize that CBS, when, and when they had our listing in TV Guide for the first two weeks, had Lou Grant listed as a comedy. And a lot of the fans, naturally, whether they read TV Guide or not, tuned in to think that I was merely carrying on an extension of my character on the Mary Tyler Moore show. First of all, it was an hour show instead of a half hour. It was single camera, which, which meant no audience participation, no laughter, uh, for whatever jokes may have occurred in the hour show. If you were going to laugh, you had to do it at home. And uh, it, was a, it was an enormous amount of adjustment on the part of us, because we, uh, none of the people participating uh, had ever produced or written or directed uh, an hour show. And by God, we were doing it. So we all had to readjust and re reshape ourselves. And I didn't get mine done until the second year. You know, you you know, you're kind of infamous for playing the same role too every so often because you know in Hawaii Five O you were August March in a you know as a art smuggler, and then you reprised that role in 2012. And you've done so many different things over your career. Like I said, you've been part of the ABC miniseries Roots, um, you know, Emmy Award winner, and of course, uh, the cult classic that I'm sure many people ask you about, Elf, and this Christmas staple now. Um, what was it like portraying Santa Claus in this off-the-wall comedy that has now become a holiday staple? It was wonderful. I've, I've, I guess I've done Santa Claus more than anybody is around right now, unless it's a continual performance. Uh, uh, but uh, it was so well written and it was beautifully uh, directed by, um, oh God, what's his name? I'm, I'm going blanks in my old age. Uh, uh, he directed the Iron Man, uh, uh, movies. Uh, uh, it'll come to me as we go along. Uh, but, uh, everything was perfect. Uh, the setting... Will Ferrell was so good, so convincing, 
that uh, uh, he forced me to be as as uh, steeped and uh, uh, involved in my character as Santa Claus as he was as an elf. So his brilliance uh, bounced over onto me. Well, you know, and with that too, like it has become such a staple where, um, you know, even if the newer generation hasn't grown up with the Mary Tyler Moore show or Roots or any of those, Elf is something that has now been passed on. And now you are this uh, lovable Santa to this gigantic elf that everybody laughs upon every single year. And with that, what was it like reprising that role again for the musical that they made um, for the television short? Oh, no, I haven't done that. They're supposed to call tomorrow to tell me whether I have the job. I haven't done it yet. Aside from just doing, you know, Elf and many of those things as well, you know, your accomplishments go on and on. You were part of the, you know, inducted in 96 into the Academy of Television, Arts, and Science Hall of Fame. And, of course, for all of our Disney fans, I know that they are all waiting for me to get to it, playing Carl Fredrickson in Up. Um, I guess, how did you land that role? And what, I guess, what steps did you take to try to portray this, um, this character that is now, you know, a, a great Pixar classic? My voiceover agent submitted me along with probably a hundred other people. Uh, they heard me. And, uh, interestingly enough, uh, I, um, I had to, um, I was doing a one man show in, um, in uh, Canada, uh, in a suburb of, 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 uh, of uh, Toronto. No, in uh, uh, outside San Francisco and Alameda County. And um, doing a one-man reading of a show there, and it just so happened. And that, 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 that uh, the producers, uh, the creator, uh, uh, Pete Doctor and uh, his uh, co-producer uh, Bob Peterson. Now, I guess uh, with you know with Pixar and doing Carl Fredrickson as Up, um, do you get recognized many often for that character? And have you had a chance to go back and watch the film? And I guess what was your take of actually seeing the character of Carl in Up actually portrayed in animation? Well, a lot of people thought it looks just like me. So I, uh, I thought there was certainly a, a certain amount of Mr. Magoo about him, which works. Uh, and uh, 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 people, of course, don't recognize me as Carl Fredrickson, but they know I've, I, I did it. So they tell their kids, and the kids then get properly excited. So it, it's all lovely. It's uh, it brought a whole new generation of uh, fans into my life. Well, you know, and with doing, you know, television, films, you know, part of so many different classics, and like you said, doing voiceover work, and you've been part of so many different projects from Hanna-Barbera to Captain Planet to, you know, Knights of the Old Republic and Batman. Um, is there a huge difference between doing voice work and, you know, appearing on screen? Well, of course, you're less nervous. You're freer. You don't have to shave. And uh, uh, I love doing voice work because uh, I find I can put, at least I think I do, as much into it as if I were standing on my feet 
trying to convince an audience of three to a thousand people uh, that I'm the character. Uh, you can do a lot with a voice, and I've been using it a lot all my life, so uh, why not try to uh, capture it fully as I, I try to do with... Uh, and I certainly did it with, with, with Carl. Uh, they, uh, they ran me ragged, good, it was a good feeling to be run ragged on something you believe in and enjoy. Well, you know, and with that, too, you know, like you said, you know, it's a little bit different, a little less nervous. Now, you know, spanning your entire career, um, you know, going out, uh, do people often recognize you from a variety of different series? And uh, I guess, have you ever come across any of those fans that were just so over the top it kind of caught you off guard? Well... I, I found that not enough pretty girls have done that. That's that's my great regret. But no, I I'm usually not taken taken aback by that. Uh, it uh, it's uh, it certainly strokes my ego a lot. So I'll bring it on, bring it on. Well, you know, and with your career, you have so many different things going on in the works. Do you have any projects that are currently coming up where we're going to be able to see you just coming up in the in the next couple of months even that you're able to talk about? Well, let's see. I'm doing a, a small piece in Canada. I'm doing a piece here by Bert Prolutsky, a low-budget uh, production, in uh, which he's interviewing a bunch of angels. And uh, I'm playing an angel called Swifty. So uh, he's a fast talker, believe me. So I'm doing that for two days next week. Then I'm going to Canada to uh, play whatever character they've got in mind for me there. And uh, uh, there's the Santa Claus thing pending, which we'll know, I guess, tomorrow or next Tuesday. And uh, we pitched an idea for a... um, a show today that uh, I'm not sure how it will hit the airwaves, whether it be sound or sight. Uh, we'll see how they buy it. I can't talk about it until it happens. Um, so I'm busy. Well, it sounds like, you know, you're never slowing down. So many different things. Like I said, spanning so many generations from, you know, so many different things. Hawaii Five O, Mary Tyler Moore Show, even as far as playing Jabba the Hutt in the radio version of Star Wars. So many different things you've done over your career. I guess, looking back, is there one moment where it has just touched you to the point where, uh, you know, you're going to look back in your memoirs, no matter what, and it's just that one moment that is always going to replay itself in your mind forever? Well, I can't deny the, I can't deny the 12 years of being Lou Grant. It, it, it planted me uh, in viewers' minds and eyes for a good long while, and, and I'm so proud of what we did while we were doing the show. Uh... There was also a great thrill when I did uh, uh, Rich Man, Poor Man. I, I had a great deal of pride in what we accomplished there. It was an exciting miniseries, and even though I was only in two hours of the first four, I, uh, I found that the, the character I played there broke me away and showed people that I could 
do something other than be a rotund city editor. Uh, so I uh, either Mary or Axel Jordash followed up with uh, Elf and Up. Up Elf, either one. They're all great moments for me. Well, and, and with that, I'm sure if they ever decided to make an Elf sequel or an Up sequel, I'm sure you'd be uh, wanting to join in and partake. Am I correct? Yes. Well, I don't know. You can pass the word that we did Elf in 2009, and I've never heard from Disney since. In terms of further work. So tell them I'm, I'm a have a have voice, we'll travel. We know you're busy and you have a lot of different things going on, but I guess in closing here, um, for all of your fans, fans of Ed over the years, um, so many different things, television legacy, cinema legacy, um, somebody that has been so influential for even other actors in the industry, um, and so many other things. Um, I guess in closing, you also do a lot of work for charities as well, and I don't want to pass that up. I guess, can you elaborate a little bit more about some of the charities and foundations you do work for? Well, I've always fought for some kind of stability in Central America and for our non-supplying of military to the generalissimos who head those countries all too often. I'm... uh, uh, I have an autistic son and an autistic grandson, so I try to keep myself busy with autism. I'm on the board of Defenders of Wildlife and uh, proliferating wildlife and protecting it is certainly one of the dearest say, uh, life in general, I should say, is certainly one of the, uh, the great loves of my life. Um uh, I am uh, a strong supporter of the uh, peace accord with Iran, and I'm hoping and waiting to see peace blossom in the the Middle East because of that. Uh, I would like to see the the, uh, exorbitant amounts in building the military-industrial complex turned into education and housing and jobs in America as opposed to the military. So it's general, whatever we can buy peace with, I'm all for. Be it hunger, housing, education, you name it. All true good causes. And, you know, with that, I guess, you know, like I said, we don't want to keep you too long. But for all your fans out there and people you've influenced over the years or played a part in their memories growing up, is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for all of your fans uh, who have enjoyed every little aspect of your work over the years? Well, all right. Yeah, my final word is that we are constantly confounded by millionaires and billionaires running for office in our country and not doing anything until they can scour enough money to run for office and put themselves in debt to the people who gave them that money. And I would hope that the American people would start taking off and thinking hard that not until we get 
nationally sponsored funds for candidates to run for office. In other words, the people allot a certain amount to run for office, and that's it, no matter what the media may cost. Let the media reduce their costs to match the public funding of elections. And if we can achieve that, we can achieve a great, truly great democratic republic in this country. Fantastic. Well, you know, Ed, it was our pleasure having you stop in, take some time today, talk with us, you know, go down your entire career, so many different things. And it was a pleasure having you stop in, and I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing and hearing more of you in the future. So thank you once again for stopping in. I had great pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Now, when you get up there... Go ahead and hoist me up. Got it? You on the porch yet? What? That's it? I came all this way just to get stuck at the wrong end of this rock pile? For the love of Pete. Go on into the bushes and do your business. Okay, here, hold my stuff. I've always wanted to try this. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. Jonathan has an awesome guest in the studio today, Mr. Ed Asner. He has a long filmography to his credit, but what I've come to know him for most is the role of the cranky but lovable Carl Fredrickson from Disney and Pixar's Up. Released in 2009, the film has become a beloved member of the Pixar Film Library. The film would go on to garner five Academy Award nominations, one being for Best Picture, and the recognition of being only the second animated film in history to receive such a nomination, with the first being Beauty and the Beast, and now the third in Toy Story 3. The film did win the Oscar for Best Animated Feature and for Best Original Score. Composed by Michael Giacchino, whose other Disney credits include The Incredibles, Ratatouille, Cars 2, and the recently released Inside Out, the Up score is the first Disney movie to win the Academy Awards since Pocahontas and the first Pixar score to ever win the award. It also holds a place on a short list of film scores to win an Oscar, Golden Globe, BAFTA, and Grammy. And now, onto the music. Adventures out there with the music of Up. A piece that has become widely recognized, married life comes into play in the film very early. Within the entirety of this 4 minute, 11 second piece, we see Carl and Ellie's life together, both the good and the bad times. It starts with a very whimsical, uplifting sound. With a muted trumpet, violins, a harp, piano, percussion, and woodwinds, you can't help but smile with the mood presented. This early portion can now be heard as you go up and down Main Street in the Disney parks. As we reach a more serious section, we lose the majority of our instruments and have a piano solo, with the other instruments slowly adding back in. We return to a lighter mood before shifting gears back into a more somber tone near the end of the piece. The scene has become noted as one of the best love stories told in the shortest amount of time, and the music plays a huge role in this. Just sit and listen.
You don't need to know the movie, but simply look at a picture from the film to know that there is a house flown by balloons. Carl Goes Up strikes the beginning of his adventure to Paradise Falls. The piece is bright and has a sense of adventure. In the different instruments' lines, each pattern adds to the excitement of what is to come. We have a more full orchestra within this piece, from low and high brass to woodwinds to the ever-present violin. It is possibly one of the most purely happy pieces on the soundtrack. Close your eyes and just imagine soaring over the city into the clouds. of this movie are the emotions. If ever there was a film to tug on your heartstrings, you needn't look any further. The Ellie Badge is our final piece today and it is the last piece before the credits begin to roll. Full of the emotion that charges this movie, we start with a simple piano solo. Violins crescendo into the mix with a sweet melody. And that's all. A piece does not need a full orchestra to convey the emotions on screen. Carl has just given Russell his most prized possession, a badge Ellie made for him when they were kids. There isn't really a whole lot more I can say about this piece. It's a piece to feel.
And now our time has come to an end. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week, D-Heads. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, as always, feel free to connect with me on the D-Wire discussion page on Facebook or at page at DizRadio.com. I'll be back next time with a new look into my Disney music library. Until then, D-Heads, see ya! Hey, I like dogs. We have your dog! Whoa. Wonder who he belongs to. Sit, boy. Hey, look, he's trained. Shake. Uh-huh. Speak. Hi there. <gasps> Did that dog just say hi there? Oh, yes. Bruh! My name is Doug. I have just met you, and I love you. <laughs> My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! My master is good and smart. It's not possible. Oh, it is because my master is smart. <gasps> cool. What it is, you boy? Hey, would you call that cradle contigo? I use that collar. Watashiwa Hanashima to talk with. I would be happy if you stop. Russell, don't touch that. It could be radioactive or something. I am a great tracker. My pack sent me on a special mission all by myself. Have you seen a bird? I want to find one, and I've been on the scent. I'm a great tracker. Did I mention that? <laughs> hey, that is the bird. I have never seen one up close, but this is the bird. May I take your bird back to camp as my prisoner? Yes, yes, take it. And on the way, learn how to bark like a real dog. Oh, I can bark. And here's howling. Can we keep him, please, please, please? No. But it's a talking dog. It's just a weird trick or something. Let's get to the falls. I'm going to Disney World. Yes, you can too, with Diz On Demand on Live365.com. Enjoy our virtual Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and more as you enjoy the parks once more in order from start to finish. Full attractions, parades, loops, and more. So, say it with me, I'm going to Disney World with Diz On Demand on Live365.com. Hello D-Heads and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker and I'll be giving you the latest news on the Disney company and so much more. Without further delay, let's go ahead and jump in with the latest. After a long week of work or in busy activities, I like to kick back, relax, watch a good classic Disney movie. Not just only classic, but all the current movies that I want to watch on my iPhone or tablet devices. It's really great and convenient with the Disney's Movie Anywhere app where I can get all the movies that I use my Disney Movie Reward codes so I can be able to stream it through my device. Yeah, I can watch the good traditional DVD or Blu-ray disc on my DVD player on my TV, but you know, there's times where I just want to just be alone and not bother anybody by myself and just watch a movie on my tablet device. Disney has signed agreements with Amazon and Microsoft to let them use the cloud-based digital movie service. The deal expands number of ways which people can watch Disney movie films. The company already has an agreement in place with Vudu, Google Play, and iTunes. The service also includes more than 450 digital movies. 
The Walt Disney Company said that the U.S. customers of Amazon Video and Microsoft Movies and TV will be able to connect to the Disney Movies Anywhere app starting Tuesday, September 15th. This is Randy signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. So I am back and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp this week for show number 116. I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the one and only the legendary Ed Asner for taking time out of his busy schedule and stopping in with all of you D-heads here this week. You have played a part in so many television and movie roles that are legendary that have been passed on to generations. Thank you once again for stopping in and taking that time with all of us. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron, Caitlin, Paige, Jason, Nathan, and Randy all for stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without you, there would be nothing else but me rambling on so thank you for stopping in and adding that little bit of magic 
for all the D heads out there. And remember, you can connect up with the D team on our official website at dizradio.com, dizradio.com. And finally, I want to thank you, the D heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason we have been here for five years, bringing you special guests, news, magic, and memories from your lifetime of Disney. So thank you, the D heads. Continue to spread the word and thank you for supporting us for the last five years. Thank you. We do appreciate it. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, we have some fun things on the horizon here next week. And before I let you in as a little clues as to who's going to be here, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on the official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z Radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, and it's B-L-U or Disney On Demand, and you will definitely find us. And remember, you can find all these links right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. And you can always subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your tablet, and more. Just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and get it right there to listen to and subscribe. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, lots of fun on the horizon. Next week, we're gearing up and getting that much closer to our annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. And this year, we have a lot of fun things in the wing. But before we do that, we're going to press on, and we have some fun things in the horizon. As this is somebody who you heard his voice throughout the theme parks, in television shows, in movies and even more. So gear up next week as you can take a ride on Splash Mountain, watch some television, and listen to some movies. I'm going to leave it at that. Let your mind go wild as to who this guest will be. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, as it gets busy, as time gets away from us, as I always say, take a moment, step back, and never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-Heads, I'll catch you online, drop me a message, and have a magical, magical weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.